In this episode, I talk about why Facebook is not just for Facebook ads and how you can use the what may be the largest social media platform around today, how you can use it to your advantage. We go through very specifically how to use your personal profile, how to use the business pages, the tactics around maybe even using it as a hypersensitive blog, how to use lives, uh, how to use a Facebook groups, and literally the step-by-step ways on how entrepreneurs, business owners, course creators, coaches, and consultants can use Facebook as a platform to build a brand, generate leads, and deliver insane value to your clients. This is an ultra tactical episode and it all starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how to, how to grow your business how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. So Dean, everybody's been talking to us about uh, Facebook being these, this, hey, this is this, is it dead? And does it work? And should I only go to Facebook because of groups and ads? So everyone's like, hey, just go to Facebook to run ads or go to check your groups. And I think that there is a lot of history on that platform. And if used uh, well, it can be a really powerful, powerful platform. So the first thing I want to kind of talk to you about is I would actually venture to say this and you may or may not agree. I'm not sure. But I would actually venture to say in the last five years, there would be no Dean Aguilar without Facebook. One hundred percent. I mean, that's where it all starts, right? Um, the biggest platform that there is. Obviously, there's a lot of new ones, and you know, uh, Instagram has grown tremendously. But it all started with Facebook, and you know, I, I've I've spent man last year and a half, two years. Uh, growing my own personal audience and my own personal page. And then, you know, obviously we have the groups and stuff like that, but it is such a, it's such a easy way to, to cast a very wide net, um, especially with like the groups and stuff like that. Uh, Very niche down. And you and I have had multiple different styles of groups that are, you know, for every niche that we, that we champion a cause for. So um, it's been great for sure. So, so let's talk about this. I want to talk about, um, uh, I think this is going to end up being very tactical for everybody. I want to talk about this one thing I, that I noticed you were doing for, dude, I'd probably say three times a week for three years straight, which was you would shoot either your own uh, real estate team's role play sessions, mm-hmm. and then you would put it on, I think, your business page. Mm-hmm. And then you would share it into your personal page. Yep. So what was the flow behind that? And what was kind of like your original idea around that? Okay. So the original idea, which is, you know, honestly, the business page versus a group, it is pretty hard to grow, you know, as, as business pages um, started to become more and more popular, it just became more and more like you really, really had to, to work to try to get likes and people to, 
you know, uh, to, to people to follow that page. So ideally what we wanted to do is we wanted to still grow the page just for real estate, because as you know, you know, I've always been, um, a big fan of not sticking to one, you know, uh, like industry or anything like that. Right. And so when I, when I use my personal page, I use it for business and for other things, for other things that I'm interested in. And so I didn't want to go all real estate just on my personal only. And I wanted to grow the business page. Anyway, that, the idea was let's grow the business page first. Now, what ended up happening was obviously I quickly realized, well, I have 5,000 people on my personal page and I got 300 people liking my business page. Let's start drawing people over. Right. And essentially it, that grew into actually going to other platforms. But one thing that everyone knew me from was real estate. And one thing that you have known me for really was the sales aspect of real estate, right? If I had to pick one thing, you know, obviously you're great at operational tactical building out. I can increase your business by sales, right? And so I, I was like, okay, well, how can I show that to the world? And all right, well, let's, let's show what we do every single day in the team, which is an hour and a half of role play back and forth and back and forth. Um, and people loved it because, you know, it was a different way of role playing. It wasn't your standard Keller Williams script standing in front of someone. It was very conversational, very psychological, human behavior based type of role play. So I think that's what caught on. And as I was sharing it to my personal page, I was promoting my business page on top of that. Yeah. So so here's something super interesting. And let's uh, let's break it down. Right. I don't believe that. So the, the, your your sales role play content was fundamental to you growing on the Facebook platform. Yep. And I actually think, I think you got lucky. And let me tell you what I mean by that. Yeah, Not from the perspective of your skill or your capability or your team. I think you got lucky from the perspective of market timing. And, and here's what I mean by that. Over the last five years, this voyeuristic content has become very, very popular. Like yep. Neil and Xavier watch other people play video games. One million percent. Right? Which is, you and I would have never done that as a kid, right? Like never. we have never, we, we, I think the, we got that a little bit as the voyeuristic comp component of watching sports, yep. right? But then I, I asked my son, Neil, who's, who's nine, I'm like, why are you watching other people play video games? Which I think was super fascinating. Then um, instead of actually going to YouTube and watching sales training, like, hey, do this, do that, say this, say that, people were like, you know what? I can relax and watch other people work, role play on this together, mm -hmm. and I can learn that way. Yeah. And do, you and I talk about this often. People don't realize this. Though, if you had a peek at my YouTube history, here's what you would see right now. Right, the top one of the top three things are number one, crypto. I have a lot of crypto stuff. Right, number two, I watch videos of chiropractors cracking other people. Oh my god, dude! We share two out of probably three. The, the last piece for me is acting, but it is crypto and neck cracking, just because I have neck issues. <laughs> and I think it's really fascinating, and I want to give people a sense of like this is a really good. Facebook is a really good voyeuristic platform where you don't have to come up with original 
mind-blowing content on a, on Facebook. That's what I've realized. Facebook is very uh, uh, p- people do well on Facebook with very uh, a kind of live raw content. And I call it rug raw user-generated content. So, like if it's a um, hey, I, I am I'm in Dean's office and I'm drawing on the whiteboard and I do that. Like it does really well on Facebook, but if that's not the right fit for like a YouTube unless you polish it up. That's not the right fit for an Instagram IGTV. That's just not. But on Facebook, you can literally you can literally kind of do multiple person Zooms. You can do whiteboard teaching. You can do fancy like role plays. You can literally do, hey, uh, a Loom video of you working on something and then you can put that on Facebook. So from a content perspective, when people ask me about this stuff, people want to see like you doing stuff. And I think that is one of the key things. And that's why I say you got lucky because you intersected with your stuff at the same time that the world was really interested in that stuff. And it really took off. And tactically speaking, I think you did it really well where a lot of people, what they'll do is they'll take this piece of content that they have. They'll post it on their Facebook business page and they'll post it separately on their Facebook personal page. And then like it feels awkward. And I think understanding just the simple mechanics of you have a piece of content, it lives on your Facebook business page. You either choose to leave it there because it's very businessy. You choose to boost it to get more. You choose to make that post an ad. You choose to take the cap, put a caption underneath the post to actually drive a lead magnet or a link or a follow me or something with that. And then you share that post into your, into your, into your personal page. Maybe you even share that post into a couple of groups that you have. Facebook really likes that. And now when now when you get better interaction on those posts, it makes the original post do really well because now Facebook is like, wait a minute, this post is getting traction. Yeah. So uh, I just 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 from for, for everyone's focus, like even though we have no organic reach on Facebook business. If it's business related, start with faith, put it on the Facebook business page, write a good caption with a call to action. It doesn't have to be much. Hey, I did this, uh, you know, we did this role play video on blah, blah, blah. If you want to download our three role play tactics, click here. It'll take you to our PDF. Yep. I think you can use that as a, as, as, as a, as a lead capture source as well, which most people don't think to do. They just think it's content consumption. Yeah. So here, okay. So, you know, what's interesting that you said. Um, and I know everybody can relate to this as far as Facebook. I, I look at Facebook as like, it gives you the permission to be that nosy neighbor. Yes, totally. You know what I mean? It's like the nosy neighbor syndrome, right? Because like, if you want I me mean, like, fuck, everyone has an opinion, whether it's good or bad. Everyone wants to talk shit or praise. It's literally one of these platforms where it, it, it's almost accepted to do that, right? And so what was interesting is because of my approach and who I am and how I do things, it's not conventional role play. It, I think to your, what you're saying is I was lucky in a sense that it married um, business with people having a lot of opinions on the way that I was doing it. Yeah, sure. Of course. You understand what I'm saying? And so I, 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 I like what you said, cause I think that's, that's very true. You know, and it's much different than any other platform. It's the only platform I know where literally just rants and bitching and like face creation. I mean, it's a lot just hate. I mean, just there's all and it's just so much, right? And then you have Instagram with a little bit of showing off. You got TikTok that's more entertaining. Twitter's just real short and like random thoughts, you know what I mean? I mean, there's a bunch, right? But 
that's the one place where everyone goes to vent and watch and secretly decide on things. Sometimes they don't even like, because you, you know, how many times have we gotten, Oh yeah, I watched your, all your stuff. You know I mean? Sometimes it's on IG, but a lot of times it's on Facebook because that's where they all are like consuming and judging. Totally. And here's the interesting part. Uh, recently, one of the members of our mastermind group asked me this question. He's like, well, Sharon, I don't have a, it's like, I'm starting to do more videos. I don't have a big YouTube channel. I'm putting a lot of my videos on, um, it's public facing videos. I'm putting a lot of my videos on YouTube and then linking to it via email or whatever. Uh, and he goes, it feels like it's not formatted for IGTV. So I don't want to do that. Where should I put it? And I'm like, dude, this is really simple. Put it right on your Facebook business page. Describe it in the caption, get the link for that post mm -hmm. and literally share that post with everybody that you want. In fact, I actually had one of our mastermind group members take that really long specific post slug as they call it, the URL slug, the permalink mm -hmm. and go get like a GoDaddy vanity yeah. URL and map it because he did this really cool training. And I said, hey, free training on backcracking.com, whatever, right? And I said, just redirect that to that long Facebook post and constantly promote that because now you're driving, driving more traffic yeah. to organically and Facebook loves you for it. That post will keep surfacing up. And you may be wondering like, why is this post always surfacing? It surfaces because it gets organic traffic or it gets organic comments. Those are the, generally speaking, what we have noticed, and I don't know, I don't have the black book to the Facebook algorithm, but when a post gets organic traffic, like when a bunch of people like are searching the internet and seeing it, or it gets more comments, it gets bumped to the top. It really does immediately. Yeah. yeah. So if you want your post automatically bumped to the top, you can actually go and like create a little comment thread and do that. That's why a lot of people will do things like this. I, I've told people this: don't abuse this, but Dean, people do it for you and me. They'll post something in like a random Facebook group, for example. And let's go to groups for a second. Yeah. And they'll just tag us. They'll tag like ninety-nine people. Right, and then we get a notification that we were tagged on this post and we're kind of curious. And then we go to the post and it's got nothing to do with us. We see 99 other people tagged and out of the 99, 33 people comment and that post just keeps staying up on engagement. And then the, the, the group moderator is like, well, I have 33% engagement on my post. And I'm like, well, you tagged 99 people of which like most of them didn't care. In fact, 90% of the people didn't care, but that's okay. I think what it did is it bumped the post up long enough which yep. allowed the people that would have not normally seen it to actually see it. 100%. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. It's so funny. Just a quick side note. I I untag myself so many times. Because <laughs> to your point, if it doesn't have anything to do with me or makes sense to my brand, I'll, I'll go in and untag myself because I don't need other people knowing that I'm attached to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good strategy. Um, we learned this. I forgot who it was from. We had on Brand Summit, I think. Um, I just did this the other day, actually. I, I posted that one acting video, right? And I, I it was getting traction. It was getting traction. I'm like, man, maybe it was the time of day that I could have gotten even more, right? Because I wanted more. I wanted feedback. I wanted not just everybody telling me, hey, it was fucking good. I, I wanted feedback. I just wanted reaction. So I bumped it. I started. I was like, okay, I have, I have not going to respond to everyone. I'm going to heart them first. I'm going to wait till the next day and then I'm going to respond to the first three. Then I'm going to wait till the next day. And it just kept bumping it up to people's feeds. So they saw the video for the first time. 
So, Dude, uh, so Dylan Starr, Dylan Starr showed us how, how to keep pumping the post up. And that's though, if you got 20 comments on the post, first day you're just liking all the comments, next day you're replying to the first three, the next day you're replying to three more, the next day you're replying to three more. You could keep that same post up on people's feeds for a whole week. You can. It's tremendous. I mean, and what's, what's interesting is, like you said, it, it's not very – Look, there's obviously a method to the madness with the algorithm, but if if it's if if um, Facebook sees that it's a very high engaged post, chances are they're going because like keep in mind you're showing it to the people that are responding, right? So chances are your next few posts are still going to benefit from the engagement. Like I know that strategy has helped me out since we since we talked to him that one day um, tremendously because most of my posts now get pretty high engagement, pretty high yeah. engagement. Well, by the way, this is also interesting, and, and we are the ones giving you the, the hacks here, right? So uh, you may say, well, Dean, Sharon, you guys are probably not going in and managing the, the comments on this post. I'd say not 90% of the time, but when a post is important, you should manage, you should treat it with importance, yep. right? And so if you've just gotten a recent... Um, Entrepreneur Magazine mentioned, you posted on Facebook, a bunch of people comment on it. Like it is your job to constantly keep that post. Like just, you gotta keep that fire stoked. You gotta keep those coals warm. And so I don't think that's a job for a VA, but you could tell the VA, hey, go to my posts, look at anything that's not been commented, comment on a few of them, go back the next day, comment on the next few. You you could tell them that as a, as a process of so some people that wanna, automate that go for it but if the post is important enough i think we should take responsibility to like when your recent you know you're acting real i think you just took responsibility to to drive to making sure it got a lot of it just got a lot of eyeballs yeah that's that's it i mean like, like you said it's it's got to be thoughtful comments you know because like the vas as good as they are you know sometimes they can't speak in your voice um, but but that is good 90% of the time if it's just in your standard posting because you want engagement, right? At the end of the day, you want more eyeballs just on you, period. Um, yeah. But yeah, I agree. Dude, so th this, this brings me to like the next big thing that people, um, you know, I think it, I, I love understanding understanding the algorithm because just it's it's just you know it's ones and zeros you kind of know how it works and we always say like date the algorithm you know date the yeah, algorithm yeah. marry the audience i think there's three things that show up a lot on facebook in my feed right now like a lot of times i, I have this thing in my mind I, and i say okay is it one of these three things that's showing up in my feed so i i notice these three things thing number one that i notice is the post that i see in my feed that's curated for me are people that i generally engage with so, so when I, I see a lot of your stuff because I engage with your stuff a lot. And I think if you engage with, you know, and I also think it's the reverse. If I keep engaging with your stuff, you'll probably see a bunch of my stuff, which is, which is pretty cool organically if we're friends. So I said, part one is I'm seeing more, uh, more, and I don't engage that much on Facebook. So I'm seeing more posts on, Hey, am I engaging with this person? I very rarely see random stuff. Yep. Uh, even if I'm friends. The second that I'm seeing is I'm seeing more posts from the groups that I go to. Mm -hmm. And so if there is a post in a group like brand builders that we have and everyone should join that, right? Um, it's you should like I see posts in brand builders because I go to brand builders. Right. And 
I think Facebook thinks that, hey, Sharon opted into this group. Sharon shows up in this group. I, I, I know Sharon logging into this group, so I should show Sharon more posts in that group. At one point, I was a member of 87 groups. I wasn't getting 87, you know, things in my feed. I, I think I was only getting stuff that I generally notice, the groups that I'm in. So that's number two. Number three, I get ads. Yeah. Those are the three. So normally, I'm like, posts that I engage with, number one, groups that I am part of, number two, and ads, number three. Now, I say this because it's really interesting to me, dude. I say this because if that is, let's just assume that my hypothesis is right. If that is the case, then there is a formula in there for showing up in people's feeds, mm -hmm. right? So if I want to show up on Dean's feed, I just start engaging with Dean's stuff. I engage some comments. If Dean engages with me a couple times, I get locked into that and he's going to see more of my posts. So that, I think that's one. Number two, though, I actually believe that every single person, especially if they are uh, if they have a local business, especially, or if they're a thought, you know, like a, they have a niche or if they're a thought leader in some way, I think every single person should have their own group, at least one. Yep. I agree. And it doesn't need to have, and I think a lot of us, since we're part of bigger groups, like I, I actually, you know, we have a, we have a small group. I think it's like five, 6,000 people, but it's small in a grand scale, but the activity is off the charts in that group because there's very few brand groups out there. But if if we only had 50 people in that group, that would still be a really good group. And so a lot of times I tell people, hey, if you only have 50 people in your in your private group, you are the you are the boss of that group. Yep. So you have this amazing authority figure sense of the people in the group. And I would say Every single person should have their own group. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, no. I, I, they definitely should have their own uh, group because, you know, especially if you're able to post somewhat consistently, everyone's going to be able to engage. And obviously that engagement um, will will continuously show up in their feed. But one thing that you said was interesting. I, I um, even on the personal, right, on your personal Facebook, um, it is it is very much, I believe your hypothesis is right, very much that the more you engage with someone, it's going to be shown. Um, what I've done, and maybe this is something that people could use, I, I like that tagging strategy, but very strategic, right? So if there's someone that you're, so like me, you guys know I'm obviously trying to get into acting and stuff like that. There's very, there's a few people that are um, on my friends list, but don't engage that I want to engage. And so ideally what I'm trying to do is I, I tag a certain amount of people because my thought process is, and it's happened, right? Where, okay, cool. They respond. Great. So now they see my next post and they respond again. I woke them up essentially. So now it's all of a sudden where they probably didn't see me before they're seeing me now. Um, I think the same thing applies to, to the group, you know? Um, and you know, the group is probably the best way to get in front of your core, core audience. Um, and especially when it comes to opinions and test markets and all that stuff, that's where all that should live. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I also think the group is a really nice uh, endpoint in a bunch of things. And what I mean by that is, uh, let's say somebody, uh, let's say you have a lead magnet where you say, hey, go download my PDF. And I think a lot of folks have that. Yep. After they download it, what what is the thank you page? Like, what is that? You can say, hey, um, the, the, the standard thank you pages that I see are, um, thank you for subscribing, go check your email, mm -hmm. which is fine. But that is the key moment 
where we can actually offer them something on the thank you page. We can literally put a, hey, um, what the email will be in your inbox in the next two minutes. In the meantime, I if you like Laguna Beach real estate, you will love this. This is for Laguna Beach residents only. Uh, I'm trying to keep this group small so we can have great conversation. Click here to join. Yep. Now, the person is not only signed up for your email list, they're also in your group. Now you have a cool one-two punch where you can you know, send them an email, but then if they, now they're also opening up Facebook and they're seeing you. Yeah. So you have multiple ways of seeing them. And I think that it's a really good like end, end point in a lot of things. And I don't think people use that often enough. No, no, not at all. I mean, look, it's, you're, you're able, especially with the groups, um, you know, it, you start off with zero, right? But we all have, we all have, we've done it. So like you and I, uh, for instance, uh, actually, there's people that are listening right now that have big clubhouse followings, that have uh, you know big email lists. Like all of these things can be drawn in consistently into your group um, from any of those an- uh, avenues. You know, as far as like transferring the audience. So that's a, that's a great strategy to have. Dude, and I also I think people are missing out on one of the things in this, which is there's there's two things in the group that is ultra powerful. Right. Part one is you're the boss. Like you're the moderator, it's your show, right? So you can literally say, you know, um, you know, acting with Dean Aguilar, like that's your group. So when, when, when the, when the notifications come up, like your name is constantly featured there. I think that we've created a cool platform for ourselves, which I think is really powerful. Right. But the second thing though, is you can schedule posts. Yes. Right. And I think that's super powerful. Like literally you can have a team member, a VA, a marketing. Heck on Friday, you can just end of the day, you can just sit there and say, you know what? I want to be active in my group every day of the week. I'm just going to sit here and schedule the next seven days worth of posts quickly and I'm done. And I think that that's so powerful to do because it also keeps live content in your group, given that there's more group content being shown in your feed. 100%. And dude, I mean, we've held seminars with couple thousand people out of the group uh into the group i mean it's the, the opportunity is endless into the group for sure um a lot of money to be made we we all know tons of people that are, have big groups that are making tons of cash from it and brand recognition um lot it's, it's just such a huge opportunity for people to do so and look and we were talking about this prior to getting on they're moving into monetization right Facebook and Instagram. Um, I, you want if you want talk to talk to everybody about that a little bit because I think it's important. From what I understand, it's actually going to Facebook as well. I, I don't. That's good. I think so. At, at the time of this recording, um, one thing that we know for sure is that you can get paid in hearts and jewels and random things on TikTok, uh, which some come kind of credits, which are pretty cool. We've seen our friend Alyssa Glutz just literally she'll sit there for an hour and make money, which is amazing. Uh, Instagram has started it as well, where you can kind of get these badges and the badges hold, you know, tokenized value, which is very cool. If Instagram has it, there's probably some crossover into Facebook that's gonna have it as well, which I think is really powerful. But dude, like here's the, I'll give you a very simple example. One of my um, one of my private clients is starting, uh, is, is one of the world's uh, preeminent co- like coaches in a certain niche, right? And he was asking me about launching a coaching program and he didn't want it to be, look, but, and he didn't want it to be an extensive coaching program. All he wanted was to generate consulting days, 
private clients from it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, he was like, hey, man, how would you do all this? It feels very, like, complex. And I said, well, what feels complex? He goes, well, if I run, if I buy traffic on Facebook, then I'm going to have to get them to a site. Then I have to convert them on the site. I have to sell them a product to liquidate the, you know, cost of the traffic. Then I have to get them to access to a member's area. They're always going to forget their password, so they're going to light up support. And this is like, you know, this never ends. And then how do I sell them into a one-on-one program? I was like, make it so much easier on yourself. Dude, I'll give you like, okay, if you want a $100,000 consulting day compressed into 90 seconds, you should listen right now. So this is, this is, (laughs) this is what I, this is what I told him, right? I was like, you're overthinking everything. So literally, dude, we built a challenge funnel process. And the challenge funnel looks like this. Hey, work with me for, I'm going to teach you something live for five days for 30 minutes a day, right? Yeah. And and it's, it's, that's the, that's the ad on Facebook. And since it's an ad on Facebook, literally the ad is once they buy, they get access to a Facebook group mm-hmm. and inside the group, he teaches the lives five days a week. Uh, for five days, right? And then everybody else that's joined is already in that group and who they get the benefit of seeing the live again, but who cares, right? Uh, and sometimes he'll take away the old lives, but he just, he teaches the live in the group. This way, he doesn't have to send a Zoom link out, none of that, he just teaches live in the group, right? Yeah, so yeah. all his people are in the group and now Facebook is like, wait, it's got, this is group has got members and it's got live continuous and content. It is, yeah, and it's Insane, going on, right? right? Yep. And then, I, then he's like, well, how does that help like with my upsells? I'm like, I'll tell you. So when people buy this, this uh, front facing challenge is a five day challenge and they buy this for like, I don't pick a number, $27 or something like that. I can't remember. Right. So they get access to the group. This upsell literally is a, Hey, would you like to be VIP? And the VIP literally is pay another $97. And now what you get is you get to get full access. You get to actually get the zoom link. So to get on the Zoom link that my client's on, he teaches the class live, but he's streaming into the group. So whoever paid the VIP now just sits on the Zoom link. Mm -hmm. And now they're able to ask questions on the chat. Got it. So he's like, wait, I was going to do the Zoom anyway. You just monetized my Zoom instead of me being on the Zoom by myself. I'm like, totally, right? Right. Right. And then I said to him, hey, all these Zooms that you've recorded, just have your VA chop them up into Q&A, 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 right? And then just tell people, uh, you will chop up all the Q&A at the end of that, they'll get all the Q&A that was asked in the five day period, and then just send them a Dropbox link. Yeah. Don't put it in the group. And up, upsell that to 197. Yeah. So there was like a, hey, do you want all the Q&A? Otherwise you would never get this otherwise, because it's this. So now people are going through the funnel, they pay the 27 for VIP, they pay the 47 or 97, and then they pay the 197 for all the Q&A chopped up because now they can look at the question and see the answer mm-hmm. that they would have potentially missed whatever, right? And all these people are getting more content from this guy and he has no membership site. Mm. So there's no lost password, there's no support request, there's nothing. Literally his VA at the end of the day looks at the the the, the receipts of people that bought Look at the people that actually requested to join the group. If they're in there, she clicks accept. Uh, that's it. Dude, how easy is that? And then in the in in the in the lives, he's literally saying, "Hey, uh, I can't answer all your questions, but if you're working through this situation and you want to hire me for a day to walk you through this process, just send me a DM." 
That's the entire pitch. That that eliminates so much stress. Dude, and so he's running his whole business, multi-seven-figure business, with one Facebook group and one VA. That's it. So his cost net-net is $1,500 a month. We've been in a lot of pain with that too. Dude, you know how much we do in like, uh, in, in, in password reset support and oh, yeah, billing yeah. support. Yeah. Oh my goodness, man. And yeah. notice none of his stuff is recurring billing either. So he's just charging it all up front. It is pure profit. So there's no like software delivery. Everything is thrown into the group. So there's really literally no delivery. There's no like monthly cost for click funnels. Not none of that. No Kajabi, not whatever. Teachable, yeah. none of that. Right? Everyone's in the group and everyone's already registered and paid. So they're already paid clients. So it's not like... He doesn't have their email address and credit card and contact. He has all of that anyway from his mem- from his checkout card. Dude, we built a multi seven fil- seven figure business on a whiteboard with him with one VA and one Facebook group. It's crazy. And, and, and this is and like people think that like, hey, what are you going to teach me? I know everything. I'm like, this guy's a preeminent guru in this space, right? But when you're so into your thing and when all your friends are doing. Hey, you've got this Kajabi funnel. Then I've got a messenger funnel. Then I got many chat. Then I got this I automatic text message. Like, like chill out. Like people yeah. don't want more stuff. They just want, like, dude, I'll tell you, people don't want more stuff. They just want more of you. They do. And it's super complicated with the other side. I mean, it's just, it's so much easier, like for someone to just hop on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And dude, he doesn't even have to write emails. He can just be like, Hey, I'm going live in the group. And he just puts a message and he's <laughs> done. That's it. That's uh, it. It, t- technically with a zoom connection and he can run everything live and then when he has an idea though right so let's say you and i have an idea and we record a piece of content now we have to record the piece of content we have yeah. to tell our team to put it name it correctly put it in the members area send a notification email to that it was in the members area make it make sure you only send the notification email to those that actually purchased that particular product otherwise everyone else gets irritated when we send them an email that it was actually in their members area, half of them respond saying, I don't have access to my members area. Can you reset my password? Like it's a nightmare. So us creating more value, like sometimes you and I don't want to create value because we're scared that it's going to cause more pain. <laughs> like it's crazy, right? And, ain't that the truth. Right. And now he, all this guy can literally pick up his phone, go live while he's, while he's waiting for his ice cream teach something it's live in the group and then he says hey if you like this and you want to do a consulting day with me just direct message me literally he does that all day dude that's great and that was the best advice you ever gave him. <laughs> i was like yeah hey, i don't i don't really have a fancy funnel for you we can do this whole thing on like at a paper napkin right but, 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 seconds of his life. but I think it goes to the power of like, I think the constraint here, like a lot of people are like, oh, I have all my audience on Facebook. What if Facebook takes it away? Sure. Of course that may happen, but don't let the ease of getting up and running affect your ability to like get your business up and running. He could totally take his current business with hundreds and th- you know, thousands of people in that group and switch it to another platform. But if he had spent the three months trying to build that platform, he would have like not capitalized on all this stuff. So from a speed perspective, I think the faster you kind of put people in your group, the, the, the easier it is. But Dean, I have a question for you. So how, why do you think that most people, I actually think most people will want to do a group. I actually think most people like that. Why do you think it's hard for them? I, I don't think they define their niche. Like I, I think, so like, here's what I mean. Just because you're in real estate, you're just not gonna start a real estate group. It's making a mortgage. Like what is it, what is the purpose of the group? 
Like, you know what I mean? And so like, there's a niche niche within the niche. So are you, it, it would be very exciting if you were teaching someone how to be a killer buyer agent or a killer just showing agent. Look how scaled down that would be. Now, right, you're only gonna, you know, bring in a certain amount of people, but it's very niche down. And I think that's the thing is like, if you're keeping a group so broad, no one knows what to expect, right? And I think me personally, I think there's a lot less engagement. You know, for us, brand builders is very specific on building your brand on social media. Very easy. You understand that at any one given time, we're probably going to talk about Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, or YouTube. That's literally it, right? And I, I think that's what most people miss. The second thing is goes back to um, what 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 they fear as far as content um, on IG is uh, they just don't feel like they have a voice. That's it. They don't meaning they don't they don't think that anybody would pay attention to what they have to say. So maybe they're they feel maybe they're uninteresting or you know I hey I've got all these good experience but I don't really know how to say it or what to say and who's really going to listen to me. So I think there's some blocks there when it comes to that. But ideally, I, I just don't think anybody has really defined what they want the group to be. Yeah, yeah. And, and do you think that, um, wh what do you think about like content creation inside of it? Do you think that it has to, do you think that that freaks people out or is that more because they don't have a core purpose mission for the group, that's why they're not able to create content around the group? So I think anybody that's creating a group should look at content two ways in that group. Number one, there should be uh, informative content, right? So whether it's videos or static posts, whatever it is, something that's giving them value of knowledge. But ideally, I almost look at, I know this is gonna sound crazy, but I almost look at groups uh, that do really well. And our friend Tristan does really well with all his groups because he's that's what he does, right? That's his shit, that's what he does. But the one thing that he does that is probably one of should be the highest priority for your groups is he treats it like Instagram stories. And here's what I mean by that. 90%, I wouldn't even say 90, if at least 60, 70% of the stuff that you see on either lap codes or drunken social, all that are engagement posts, polls, questions, stick like things that are, are causing the other person in the group to respond. Wow. That's great. Yeah. So the, the only thing that's happening there, it's not like, and it's, I'm not saying he doesn't care, but it's, it's not like he really even cares about the question. What's happening is he's creating engagement because the more engagement is when he really wants to sell shit or post shit that he wants to be viewed, the group is just, and we've seen the analytics, you and I of lab codes. We know exactly how much they're getting on the back end, which is never going to be shown to the 125,000 people that they have. But we see how it's done. And I, I know how it's done because it's a masterful guys who are girls who own these groups are doing this exactly that. The more engagement you have, the more it's shown and it's very easy to boost the engagement. So if you're going to do content, uh, personally, 70% of it, 80% of it has to be engagement posts. Dude, that is, that is awesome. Like that's a really good tip. I, I think that there's something else you said there on the group stuff, which I thought was fascinating, which is um, they're really obsessive about the group, right? It's not a, I have a group, I'm going to check it whenever I want. It's they are like, I have a group, this is my group, it's growing, 
whether there's 30 people or 300 people, I'm gonna keep posting in here because I know it's gonna get better. I'm gonna watch the analytics. I'm literally gonna treat my group as a business. Yeah. And and until you do that, until you do until you have the group as a key like pillar in your business, it's always gonna be the redheaded stepchild. 100%. I mean, man, it's, yeah. I mean, if your engagement is off the roof, you could easily, I mean, they've got a seven figure business, you know, just on that group alone, just a group alone you know endorsements all of these people paying advertising all, all of this stuff but it comes from and he's built a you know he's built a very good uh way of delivering uh the information from the moderators which is something we can touch on is there's a responsibility i'm a moderator now i get away with a lot of shit because i never post but i am a moderator on that group um i just don't post right that's just you know he knows he understands but part of their deal for 99% of all the other moderators is they have to engage and they have to post every single day. And when you have, I think he has over 70 moderators. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, at one point when I started it was 42 and this is two years ago when I had it, when I was, you know, when I got into the uh, being a moderator with on that particular group, um, it's, I just see him add and add and add. So it's well over 70, I think at this point, um, you know, that's that's the deal is there is there is a rule that hey there's a lot that comes with being a moderator benefits wise because you get to be known there's an authority figure it's it's the biggest group that there is right in that space um however the way that we keep this group alive is engagement that's it and the only way to keep engagement it can't be done with a va or one person which he has multiple vas they can't even handle that shit. It's got to be every single person. That's why there's constantly like, if have you ever gone into that group, right, in particular, and tried to find the post that was just posted? You can't. You know why? Because immediately after you look at that post, you go and refresh the screen. That shit's like 10 deep. Wow. Amazing. Right? It's Amazing. 10 deep. It's gone. You got to search for it because so many people are posting. That's, I think, I think this is a really great kind of spot. Like this is where all roads lead to Rome. I'd say that's where this conversation is leading. All roads lead to engagement. That's it. And, 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 but to not take, to take the, the, the Facebook platform seriously. I, as a time of this recording, I don't think that, I don't think it's dead. Uh, yes, it, it's, it's the biggest plot. If, if you're going to. Here's the dude. Here's the deal, dude. Here's what weirds me out. Well, people will say, I don't go on Facebook. I just run ads. And I'm like, think about that for a second. The reason you're running ads is because other people are engaged on the platform. Yes. That's, that's the main reason you're running ads. Yeah. So, so right. So, so you should say, oh, I'm running ads because that's like saying, I don't read the newspaper, but I'm going to advertise in the paper. Well, you're advertising in the paper because people read the paper. You're not gonna, if you don't read the newspaper and you know that no one else reads the newspaper, you would never advertise in it. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's the key here. So if you if you're spending if you're happy to spend ad money on Facebook ads, you know that this is being there's enough engagement on this. So um, the the it's going to be around for a while. It also has as of today. It's a good way to and as of today in today's. Uh, paid ads, paid media ecosystem. Uh, it's arguable that Facebook has the best ad product out there. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if someone has the best ad product, you know, they can target well, you know, there's more engagement, you know, that it's easy to access, etc. And the, uh, the best ad product cannot show up without good engagement. So I think you don't have to be on all parts of the Facebook platform. But if you can say, hey, you know what, I'm going to post for a while or I'm going to run a good, I'm going to do lives, I'm going to use my videos in my in my in my business page. I'm gonna take my business page post and share it in my personal page. I'm gonna just keep working my personal page because that's where my personal friends are. Yeah. I'm gonna just do a group because that's what my jam is. Fine. I would pick one. I would pick a path and I would really utilize the platform because yes, Facebook wants your money, but they're also giving you free like engagement in return. So take it and find a way to uh, do something pretty powerful with it. Um, any other closing comments from you on like, hey, just just recognizing and respecting Facebook as a as a major player at this time? No, I, I think that's it. Look, they're, they're constantly evolving, um, you know, with that announcement for IG monetization. Um, I did read in that article that it's coming to Facebook as well for Facebook creators as well. They're going to be constant, constantly um, they're not going to get left behind, man. It's the biggest social media platform that there is. Um, everyone's on it, uh, even if they deny being on it. You know, it's it's so funny. Um, how many times have you seen? Sorry, I want, I'm not trying to go on a tangent, but I think it's fucking funny. Uh, how many times have you seen? I quit Facebook, and yeah, yeah. literally they post 30 minutes later. <laughs> I, I'm taking a break from Facebook. No, you're not, dude. You because you're watching and you want to comment on some dumb shit. I already know you're not, right? So literally everybody's on it. They're not going to let this thing go go to the wayside. They're, they're going to continually innovate. So I think it's there and it's here for good. Um, so if anybody you know thinks of bowing out, they shouldn't. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I take advantage of I take advantage of the media platform that Zuck has built for you. And but just be smart about it. Find a way to utilize it. Uh, find your niche within it, and then just go hard on that. It can be groups. It can be pages. It can be. Uh, stories, it can be posts, it can be your personal profile, it can be like, you know, uh, audience lists, that member list that you create. But once you can get strategic about the platform, the better you will be. So uh, don't, don't put, don't, don't toss Facebook aside. It's, uh, it's still relevant, it's still powerful, and it still has the best ad product that's out there. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com dot com.